Let's just open our hearts to the word. Father, we just thank you for your word this morning. Living, powerful, active. I thank you, Father. It is dynamic. It causes us to see your goodness. I thank you, Father, that as we see your goodness, we see the plan, the purposes, the the joy that you have in showing us things. And Lord, we just honor you today. We honor you for you are a good God and we want to serve you and we want to see all your plans being fulfilled both in our lives and folks around us. Amen. All right, so we are in this series, uh, this is the fourth of the series, so if you've not caught some of the others, you can, you can listen to them on the uh, podcasts, uh, but we're looking at uh, church, and really we've been, uh, we've been looking at church and, and comparing it to a harbour, or maybe a series of harbours. And uh, there's been a slightly tenuous link with, uh, with the, uh, the metro, because uh, around here, as you know, we, this was the keys. This, is, uh, this was where the boats came in. That's where they unloaded they, and they reloaded things. Uh, and uh, so what we've said is this has been uh, four stops to start. So a bit of a play on uh, the uh, Metro Link and a bit of a play on the harbor. Just bringing these two together, looking at really the way the church operates. Because Jesus, when he spoke about himself or asked, who do people say I am? He then made this amazing declaration. He said that he would build his church. So there's something amazing about the church. There's something that God has always wanted the church uh, intentionally to be showing and demonstrating through our lives. And if you remember, we saw in the very first stop was exchange key. And we saw that the church was a place to be refreshed from the journey. As the boats are out in the, on the seas, just the, the waves, the, the, the going through the uh, Audrey uh, journey, there's a, that you come back into port and that boat needs refreshing, it needs a repainting, it needs, uh, there's just the normal life activities have a wear on that boat. And we see that with our own lives, we see that in our faith walk. That are just normal life, not problems, but just normal life will cause us to need to refresh, will cause us to need a bit of a, a cleanup, just a, a scraping down of things. But then we saw, as we looked into Anchorage, and we just saw an Anchorage is usually replaced from storms. It's, uh, you see, uh, Anchorage is a, a, are a safe place where you can get repaired. The life, the issues of life that affect us dramatically. The big stuff. You know, a church is a place where actually we, we can be uh, repaired from the major issues of life. Stuff that wants to derail and destroy us. And we saw that, you know, there's, there's no point staying out on the open seas. You need to get to a place, a safe harbor. And that church is a place to run when things are going wrong. You know, and, and the danger is that we, the actually what happens is when things go wrong, it's almost the place we don't go because we don't want to, uh, s- people to see that maybe we failed or, or maybe we're hurt by someone in church or, or, or maybe, uh, we think that uh, just because we've lost our job that our faith wasn't good enough or, or our marriage fell apart and we realize, you know, we need to get back on our feet, but it, there's an shame associated with failure that actually w- tends to be how the enemy wants us to think about ourselves 
Anything to get us away from people and on our own where he can destroy us. And you see, out, at, out on, on the open seas, when something breaks, like a, the engines or the mast breaks, if you, don't, if you don't get something sorted fast, those seas will destroy you. And that's the enemy. His work in our lives, major life events. You know, the church is a place to get reestablished. But then we saw that having got into that place of safe harbor, having got into a place of reparation or a place of renovation and having got fixed again, you know, the point of the church is actually the equipping. It is finding that place within the body that this body needs you and you need the body. There's places to serve in which the maturity comes where you find yourself both serving man and God. And that's the exciting part about it, is that when we serve one another, we serve God. When we serve God, we need to serve one another. But when we serve God, we need to serve the world. It is a dual thing. It's equipping for not just serving in the house, but serving from the house. That this is a place where we're going out. You see, the harbor is the equipping place, but the seas are the place where you use what you've been equipped with. Okay? And so we are going on to the final one today, which is Salford Keys. (laughs) Salford, the keys here, is the place of provisioning. This is, you know, the, the Bethel was the house of bread. The church is the house of bread. It is the place of things, of food. It is, the, it is the place where God's word is supposed to come from and go out from. Okay? So every morning, we need to sort of remind ourselves of this, uh, that actually God has a word for me today. Okay? This is, this is the reality. We're provision for the journey. So the biggest thing that you're going to see usually is food. And I've got one of my props this morning. Thank you very much. Hey. I've got my, my, uh, my sandwich box. You know, it's, it's, it's ready for my journey. It, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting how when we get ready for journey, we don't pack a casserole. We don't pack stuff that's going to slop all over the place and make a real mess. We pack the stuff because we understand the journey that we're going on. There is a word for the journey. There is a word for where we are going. And, you know, one of the things that uh, we, we see as, as we were getting things ready, uh, in here in, in my, uh, my lunchbox, I've got a couple of some strange items here. I've got a tin of beans. You see, there's, there's never a time our house does not have a tin of beans. It's the staples of life. There is a word that sustains and is works for everybody. There is a word that is so basic, and, and you know, this one might be Heinz, because Claire has a, a, a taste for Heinz beans, and, and really doesn't like the other flavors. It has to be Heinz, as far as Claire's concerned. There is there's a word that you... Find yourself constantly running with it. It's like the word around your life. 
uh, so for Claire and myself, you know, as we've been reading through this week, Ephesians 5 talks so much about our marriage. It talks about submit to one another out of love. And so it is the staple of our married life together. It is the word that rules over how we feel, whether we want to be in charge. You know, there's, there's that tussle sometimes as to who's going to get the decision-making in the house. And that can be between siblings as much as between any husband or wife. All right? But the staple, the word that is the every single day, no matter what the season word for our lives is out of Ephesians 5, submit to one another out of, God, out, of, out of love for God. Then it says, husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. There's, a, there's then an outworking of that. And you see, with beans, you know, you need the toast or you need the whatever you're going to put it with. All right, it's a basic, isn't it? There's a staple word that we have to understand. If we let go of that word in our lives and we replace it with uh, the end time theologies, we will get ourselves on a wrong diet. Nothing wrong with end time theology. I like caviar, but I can't live on it. This is what I've got to live on. This is what is going to keep my body together. And it means that there's always food in my house because there's always a tin of beans in the house. I can't always afford the caviar, but I can always afford that tin of beans. Yeah? There's a reality to it. Do you understand what we're saying? There's a reality to it. Now, also in here, I have an apple. You see, the, the apple, I mean, if there are no apples in our house, Joseph can't operate. <laughs> My son needs apples. This is his food for the day. There are people that we need to understand that there's a word unique for them that we carry, and if we don't carry that word ready then they're not going to flourish. They're not going to thrive. You see, a provisions on a boat help you thrive on the journey. There, there's, there's that basic word. I mean, it's, it's, it's just an apple. But it makes Joseph happy. God has always intended that the joy of the Lord should be our strength. There is a word for today. There is a word for each day. It's not the word for yesterday. It's a fresh word. Joseph doesn't like apple cores. He doesn't want yesterday's apple. He wants something fresh today. He wants to be able to go to that fridge and get a fresh apple, not something that's been around for a week or so and it's gone a bit shriveled around the outside. And when he bites into it, it kind of goes to mush rather than to a crunch. The word of God... It's what it says, a man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. There is a word for today that if we're not putting it into the right place, if we're not seeing what's happening, if we're not seeing the reality of that word, if we're not eating that word, then it is not going to have the dynamic effect that it's supposed to have in our lives. But then I have something more in here. I have an orange 
And who knows, if you go on a boat, you need to understand when you go out on journeys, on boats, there are certain sicknesses that are attracted by being on a boat. You know, this is why they learned scurvy was a big problem. It brought a disabling effect to the journey of sailors that incapacitated them and stopped them being able to do their normal tasks. So vitamin C, you know, it's, it's about health. It's about vitality. It's about the literal dynamics of what God wants us to be able to function effectively with. Food... Um, Food, I'm way ahead of my uh, notes, food is for energy. But there's a, there's a sense in the food that God gives us that, there, that it's not just uh, idle food. It's not just uh, uh, things that we like. You see, I might like cakes, but if I'm, if I'm on a journey, I might need to adjust my diet. You know, I, I don't have time to reheat. Uh, casseroles when I'm on a journey. So, so what you eat is foods that's kind of set for the task. So when someone goes up a mountain, mountain climbing, they, 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 they'll take bars that are light energy food. It's high energy, it's, it's instant, easy for the body to digest. It's easy, that, so how are they going to do it? They, they need to basically take dried food, mix it with some water and go. Yeah? There's an ease to the cooking when you're going up a mountain. You're not carrying heavy stuff. You know, we might like fried chicken. We might like a barbecue. But you can't really take a barbecue on a boat. You are going to cause yourself problems if you take a barbecue on a boat. One, the sea, as it tosses and turns and does things, is either going to wash out the barbecue... Or it's going to send it flying and you're going to have a fire on the boat. You can't do that. You do a barbecue in the harbor. You must smoke the fish and you might do things. But you prepare the food for the journey so that it is easy to access and easy to eat. Because out there on the seas, you haven't got time. So as we are in our daily lives, as we've been reading through the scriptures this week, have you been getting that word that has been either for you, that staple, for others that's unique because actually they want that word from you? Or is it being something that is going to bring life to someone, a, a health? You know, health doesn't just happen. Health is something that we deliberately do. If you eat too much sugar, you start getting mouth ulcers, don't you? I'm not talking about being unhealthy, but it just if you have too much sugar, it causes you problems. Whereas somehow the sugars that are in fruit don't have that kind of effect, do they? There's a health to the sugar that's in fruit as opposed to the sugar that's in cakes. There's a grace, isn't there? So the word of God, uh, the word that sustains us. This is, this is what we see in, in uh, Deuteronomy 8. God gave them manna from heaven. He, as, as we read through, they had to collect it each day because they, had to, they were seeing their dependence on God and not could they go out and hunt for quail? Could they go and hunt for stuff? And when they got fed up of it and they complained, God just dumped a whole pile of quail on them. 
Hey, listen, you don't have to go hunting. I'm your provider. I'm your source. I'm, I'm the one that can deliver for you in the middle of a desert where you think there's no food. So here we are coming to Christmas. And God's challenge in the church today is make sure the tithes are in before you buy the presents. It's a simple challenge. Do you trust God to help you find the presents? Or do you think you're going to find them yourself? If you're going to trust yourself, you'll go and buy them and then you'll think about giving to God. If you're going to trust him, you will make sure that the tithes, the offerings, the plan, things that you committed to, the people you committed to, it's put to the side. Because in the holiday season, that's when we forget stuff, isn't it? So here we are thinking about Christmas. It's going to cost some extra. We're going to do some extra. We're going to go and visit some family. It's going to cost some extra. So do we take from the tithes and the offerings to use to go and do things? Or do we go, that I need to give to God so that I can see his success forward? This is the reality when it comes to it. Because Jesus, this is what he said to the devil. The devil said, Turn this, these, these stones into, into bread. And Jesus said, man shall not live on bread alone. He requotes what was spoken in the desert. He was requotes the, the, the challenge to believe God for daily food. Mm. That's how he dealt with the enemy. You see, this is the, this is the reality. You see, there's a word for the season there's a word for the season, and there's a word that keeps me healthy. There's a word for the season, the season, the word for the season, Matthew 28, about going and making disciples. But there's a word for me that keeps me healthy. I've called you and appointed you from Acts 20, uh, 26. Uh, it says, I've called and appointed you as a minister and witness of the things that I've shown you, I'm going to show you. This, if I don't do, I won't be healthy as a person. The call of God on my life keeps me healthy. But then there's things that help me operate in the season that I'm in. That word, the apple in this case, that people around me need for them to operate. All right, so for that word, if I don't do what God's called me to do, I will not be healthy. So I, I, I can go out and I can earn lots of money by being an accountant and doing all these other things, but that's not my health. That doesn't help me stay healthy. It doesn't help me stay vital in God. The call of God is to find the things that he wants to show and to teach you and to teach others. That's part of the call on your life too. But then there's other parts of it. Go and make disciples. It's just a staple. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an extra part of the day. All right? Anyway, I must go on. Because what else do we have? Well, when you're thinking about provision, what's the biggest thing that you might want a bit of provision for? Oh. Water. Have you noticed that I can get away with a small amount of food, but I need a lot of water? Water. Water. You need lots of it every day. 
You can't even deal with more than one or two days without water. So, especially out on the sea. You know, when you're out on the boats, the salt spray will get to you. You will drink twice as much water out on the boat than you would do on land. As God's called us to go and make disciples everywhere we go, there is a need to depend on the Spirit. Water is symbolic of the Spirit. That's what Jesus said, out of a man's innermost being, a river will flow. So if you're not flowing in the Holy Spirit, you are trying to do it your way, and you will end up drinking the water of the world, the salt in us, and that will drive you nuts. Because you will never be able to supply all the needs of the people around you if you don't have a supernatural supply from within. Not just of the word, but of the spirit, the spirit of power. You see, this water is, is not just ordinary water, it actually empowers us. It keeps our bodies healthy, it makes everything work, but actually the design that we have is to be a supernatural people. If you're not living supernaturally, and Mark wrote a really good uh, article on, on praying in tongues, uh, if it's on the website. How many people read it? You can see a few hands. Okay, go on the website and read it. We put articles there to encourage you. Not just thou shalt, but there's an article there about praying in tongues. And what actually happened as Mark prayed in tongues about two situations. And, and, actually, and uh, Simone. Okay, so ordinary... You know, this is, sometimes I think people, you, you look at me and sort of think I'm somehow different from you, or Claire is somehow different. We're just a, a couple of uh, ordinary people that do these things maybe more often some of you, maybe not much more often than some of you, but with a bit more faith. You know, there's just a bit more experience maybe. We're not some super spiritual people. We just believe God. When he says do these things, we do them. And when he says don't neglect these things, we try not to neglect them. We try to remind each other, hey, if you're not in church, you're not being encouraged by other people. You're going to be listening to people who are doing the wrong things. You're going to be listening to other voices. You can't help it. That's what the world does. But you don't want to be drinking from that. You want to be drinking from the pure water. The Spirit wants to reveal things in prayer. As you're praying, there are things that he nourishes you with. It's strange that water nourishes, but it does. Without water, your, your body uh, can't actually uh, get rid of, of uh, the salts and your, that just normally accumulate in your body when you eat. You, your body needs water. You need the supernatural flows of the Spirit in your life, along with me, as we go out. Because there's so much salt around, you need to keep hydrated. This is, I, I know it sounds so basic, but salt spray gets on your lips, whether you like it or not. And you need to wash. You know, your body needs to be washed. It gets on your clothes and it just, after a while, it just, you itch. You need the flows of the Spirit in your life. Praying in tongues is so significant. It cannot be underemphasized in any way. 
the more you do it, the easier it comes. Okay? The Spirit, whoever believes in me, it says in John 7, verse 38, rivers of living water will flow from within him. And in 2 Timothy 1, verse 6, Paul spoke to Timothy and said, stir up the gift. One of the other translations is fan into flame, but I like to stir up today because, you know, I can, I, can, I can get hold of this and start to stir it or splash it. Stirring up the gift within. There's, you know, there's water. It's, we want to be spraying people, don't we? We want, to, we want, we want not to with a spit or anything like that, but with good water. We want fresh water. Clear water, clean water. We don't want it to be getting stale. All right. So, there's two. two. Two parts to the provisions. Stir up. But you know what? There's a third provision that most boats need. Hmm. What do you think it might be? Fuel. 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 Some reason it's not, my uh, pad's not uh, linking and staying linked. Fuel. So we, diesel for most engines. You know, uh, do you know what diesel is? Or petrol? It's a fossil fuel. Someone, something died, uh, an animal or a plant, supposedly, <coughs> we think. <laughs> That's what science shows us, because we can see it from the fossils. Uh, something died and decomposed, and after a while we got oil, we got coal, we got all kinds of things. So, what we actually know is... Fuel enables things to move. That boat won't move without fuel. And Jesus, Jesus said something really strange. He said in John 10, he says, I lay down my life for the sheep. Our death enables others to go where we're supposed to be. We have to be there first. But there's a fuel that we bring, uh, our lives uh, on a blaze, that provides an ability for others to get where they need to be. There's a fuel that is supposed to be part of the boat. And it kind of, it's a slightly, I was trying to work out how how to bring this one in. But the reality is what Jesus said is in uh, John 12. Let's just turn to John 12, because it's highly appropriate for today. John 12. John 12 and uh, verse 23. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth. This is how Jesus said he was going to be glorified. He was going to be glorified through death. 
And some of us, we, we don't realize, but the way life comes, the way power comes, the way fuel for others comes, is through our death. Because what it says, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seed seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it. The man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my heart is troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. This sounds like a a strange thing to be talking about in church. But this is the reality is we, the church, we exist for those who are not yet our members. And when we lose sight of that, There's no fire. There's nothing burning in us. God's design is for us to burn. We're fuel. But the good news is we're fuel that doesn't get consumed. You know, the thing about petrol or diesel, as you burn it, it dissipates. It disappears. But we have been set on fire... So that people will watch us burn and go, why aren't they being consumed? That's why we have to have the word of God, the fuel. The water, the fuel. Both of those kind of seem strange to be putting in this kind of way. But you see, this, this church, when we lose the fire, there's no point being here. We exist so that a dying world will see hope. That boat, we're fishers of men. This is what Jesus said. He would make us fishers of men. Anyone not feel much like an evangelist? As I look around, are there any actual evangelists? Maybe even put your hand up if you are an evangelist. There aren't many people putting their hands up. Who Put your hand up if you're not an evangelist. It's not a trick question. (laughs) Most of us do not feel that we're evangelists, do we? But we are fishers of men. We have been designed that way. Our our boat, so to speak, is a fishing boat. We are designed to go out onto the seas to get to where we need to be. And every fisherman lowers down a net knowing that there's fish down there. The trick is finding the fish. The experience teaches us that there's places to go, people that are ready. But the reality is, if you've not got the rest of it in place, the the boat's not fixed, the the equipment's not in place, the, the food, the water, or the fuel... You see, that boat can have all the provisions and no fuel, and it's staying in that harbor. It's not going anywhere. And when we lose sight of the call of God on our lives, it's like we have no fuel on our boat. 
as we go out, and it's, it's, uh, it's Breakout Sunday today, we are going to be leafleting the area. We're going to be delivering invites. We are going to be flooding the area with our nets. The leaflet is a net. And as that drops through the door, some fish, it's like a hook, some fish ignore it. Other fish are drawn to the hook. But actually what begins to happen as you begin to leaflet an area more and more, it, become, it turns from being a hook into a net. Because it, anyone know, Aldi and uh, all the other food shops, they don't have any problem with flooding an area again and again and again with leaflets. Because they know you are seeing where to go for food. Subconsciously, when you think it's time to go for food, you will go, oh, Aldi's up the road, Tesco's or whatever it is. You'll go to where you've probably seen a flyer. So whether they come to the special offer or whether they come to the shop because they need something... Whether they come to the carol service, or whether they come to food bank because they need help, or whether they come to a parent's talk because they've just had a kid and they want some ideas, when they're ready, they know where to come. That's what this is about. But we're also going to walk the streets and get to know our area more and more. So maybe you did it six months ago uh, when we were doing the summer party in the park. And maybe you find yourself leafleting the same street. What do you see different? Because maybe now is the time to lower the net down in that area. What do you see as you go? Do you see fish, or do you just see the vast blue? Because in the vast blue, there's plenty of fish. And that's what we're doing today. I know it's real simple props and a real simple message, but I want to release faith this morning about the call of God on our lives, the place for the church, the urgency of the time and where we're supposed to be at as we get ready this morning for what we're about to do. Let's just close our eyes. Let's just... Let's just allow God to just touch our hearts. you've been resisting the call of God in your life it's simple just repent Lord I'm sorry I've been trying to live life my way my life has been under my rule but your word says that I need to lay down my life and Lord Jesus I want to surrender control to you today The call of God on my life 
I just want to agree with it afresh today. That's what keeps me healthy. That keeps me functioning right. That keeps directing me. And Lord Jesus, I receive that commission again. I receive that appointment. I receive you afresh today. And I thank you for your goodness. Thank you, you've not given up on me. You've not revoked your call. You've not abandoned me. I thank you, you've got a word in season for me to give to others. And Lord Jesus... I want to be fuel for others that helps them get where they need to be. I want to lay down my life for you afresh today. I want to surrender my future. Because I thank you that where you are, I will be.